feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between So it's crazy, amazing We can turn our hearts through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. This is Rodney Jordan filling in for Tammy Gator. So glad to have you with us tonight, and man, oh man, do we have a good show for you again tonight. We want to first of all thank all of our listeners for tuning in to the Butterfly Evolution Show in Tammy's absence. Uh, She may or may not be on with us tonight. Uh, but if she is, it will be a, a, a surprise uh, appearance for, for you and me uh, because she hasn't told me whether or not she will be joining us. But nevertheless, it's always great to be with you each and every Monday. Uh, we did move the, the show back in um, an hour tonight. Normally we start at 8 o'clock Central Time. Tonight we are starting at 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern. And... I want to start off tonight's show before we get into anything. I want to start off tonight's show with a scripture in the midst of some breaking news that that entered our world um, today uh, before we get into any of these topics. And that scripture is John, the 8th chapter, verses 1 through 11. And it reads, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman, taken in adultery. And when they had sat in her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground, as though he had heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, Where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. 
And let me tell you why I started out with that scripture. Today, a video hit social media, it hit the Internet, um, it hit our national TVs, it hit our, our national radios, and it's been the talk of the day. And that is the video of, uh, I guess now, former Baltimore Ravens running back, Ray Wright, striking his fiancé, then fiancé, now wife. And when I saw this come over my phone, because I get breaking news on my phone um, about anything. It could be sports. It could be weather. Um, it, it could be an Amber Alert, anything. So after, after work today, when I saw this come over my phone, um, shortly after I checked Facebook and saw nothing but negativity surround, surrounding this story, surrounding this situation. And let me just go on record by saying I do not condone violence of any kind. I do not condone domestic violence. I do not condone men hitting women. That That's just a no-no. Uh, my stepmother took care of that a long time ago. I, I mean, it, and it wasn't like I was going to do it anyway. But my stepmother took care of that a long time ago when she told me if I ever put my hands on a female, I would have to answer to her. So she took care of that a long time ago. And I've never been that, that person who is about men putting their hands on women. But tonight we're going to deal with hypocrisy. And I felt like the breaking of this video, the breaking of this story, was just right on time today because it falls into what we're going to talk about. And I don't want you all to just sit back and listen to me talk for two hours or an hour and a half or how, however long the show is. But I want you to to join in this conversation. Because, see, hypocrisy is something that has been present in our society, been present in our country for the longest time, dating way back when, when our, first, when our country first began, when we first broke away from the British. Our, our country has been filled with hypocrisy. And so we're going to dig into some things. And so... I thought that that was just timely. And since we started out with that with that scripture, let's kind of go back to before we get into um, this whole Ray Wright situation. You have the scribes and the Pharisees who, in John 8 and 4, it says, they took this woman in the very act of committing adultery. So this woman is getting busy. This woman is committing adultery. She is in the midst of getting her freak on. She's in the midst of intimacy. She's in the midst of sexual intercourse with someone, with a man who is not her husband when she is taken. They're in the very act. Their first thought was, we're going to take her to Jesus. 
we're going to take her to the Lord. Because according to Moses, a very prominent figure, a very important person who came in human form before Jesus did, the law under Moses said or commanded that this woman or anyone partaking in adultery, they should automatically be stoned to death. And what do we know about the scribes and Pharisees? The biggest thing we know about the scribes and Pharisees, they were hypocrites. And see, when we start talking about hypocrites, notice something. Hypocrites are quick to judge. Hypocrites are quick to look for punishment for other people, for other people's sins, for other people's crimes. They were they couldn't wait to get this woman to Jesus. Just so that they could make sure that this woman is stoned to death because she's wrong, she's sinned, she broke the law. She should be punished. So they took the woman to Jesus. And then it says in verse 6 that with this action, though, not only were they looking to make sure that this woman was stoned to death, but they were also looking to accuse Jesus. And see, one thing that that, that I hate that has happened in our society We do what the public wants us to do. We do what the hypocrites want us to do. If the public says go left, we're going left. The public says jump up and down, we're going to jump up and down. We do exactly what the public wants us to do. What happened to our standards? What happened to our morals? What happened to our values? What happened to wisdom? What happened to forgiveness? What happened to love? Those things are thrown out the window now. Because, see, the public doesn't believe in forgiveness. The citizens of the United States don't believe in forgiveness when someone else has committed a crime. Again, I'm not condoning anything that Ray Rice did. I'm not condoning anything that his, his wife did. But I'm taking this from a different angle because I saw so many people persecuting this man, persecuting him for for what happened, persecuting him once again, trying him again as if we are a judge and a jury. But notice Jesus did not do what the public wanted him to do. First thing they were looking for was an immediate reaction out of Jesus saying, yep, that's what the law of Moses was. We need to stick to it. Jesus didn't do that. Not only didn't he give an immediate reaction, it says Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he had heard them not. Was he ignoring this woman's sin? Absolutely not. 
However, he decided to be quiet. He decided to be silent. He didn't jump. He didn't jump and do what was expected. Nope. What Jesus did was he started running in the ground and acted like he didn't even hear it. But see, that wasn't good enough for them. So they kept asking him, kept asking him. They were not going to let this go. Because, see, that's what hypocrites do. They can't let your sins go. They can't let your crimes go. They can't, they can't forget about your transgressions. You have people walking around not living up to their destiny, not living up to their potential, not reaching goals, not even setting goals, but living in the form. Why? Because they can't let things go. But, see, that's what hypocrites do. They worried about everything going on in your life and could care less about what's going on in there. I'm going to pause for a minute because I always, always, always love to get the callers in. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right there momentarily. And we're going to bring in the uh, – and by the way, if at any time you want to jump in the conversation uh, and you're listening by phone, please press the number one. If you're listening online, you do have to be a registered follower of the show to post comments in the chat room. But here on the Butterfly Evolution Show, it is up to you to give your name. We do not give people's names. But if you would like to state your name, that is perfectly fine. But the way we're going to pull you in is by giving your area code and the last four digits of your phone number. So with that being said, area code 202 and the last four digits are 0532. Call you on the air with us. Hello, go ahead. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Call are you there? Hello. Call are you there? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? I can hear you quite well. All right, this is the Reverend Anthony Martin calling on in. Go ahead. What's your What's your question or your comment? Oh, okay. Um, just a comment. Um, I appreciate the show. The show in reference to hypocrisy. Um, uh, certainly, we have much of that uh, in our midst and in the communities. And you know, basically, I always speak to the fact that one has to be educated. You know, educated and not express your ignorance. And my, my great one of my greatest is that the highest form of ignorance is to reject something that you don't know anything about. So, mm-hmm. to make that comment. Mm-hmm. And and putting Reverend, Reverend Anthony Martin is a is a is a good friend of mine. We're, we're working on some things these days and 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 trying to help each other out. So I do appreciate you calling in and supporting, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I certainly had to do that. Um, this is a powerful show, and this is uh, definitely a topic that one needs to hear and be addressed uh, in today's time because there is a lot of hypocrisy going on, and people don't understand the meaning of it. So, therefore, they, I, I applaud you on this show on tonight, my brother. Well done. 
Well, I, I, I do appreciate it, man, and I hope you don't go anywhere. I hope you stay with us. Yes, sir. I'm right here for the long haul. You know, how long, how long you here? I'm right here with you, brother. <laughs> we 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 we're gonna dig into some deep stuff tonight, man. So I hope you stay. I hope you stay there, man. I I might need some help a little bit later on. <laughs> you got me, brother. You got me. That's why I'm here. That's why I called on in. So, you know, I'm right here. I'll be on the line with you for as long as you need me, so that uh, you know, we can make this thing a success. Sounds good to me, man. Do me a favor um, and press the number one um, as I take you out of queue. Press the number one for me so that way if you want to join in the conversation later, I can definitely pull you back in. Okay. Got you. Appreciate it, man. All right. We're going going to go back to this now. Um, So let's go back to this scripture. And again, notice Jesus ignored Jesus ignored um, you know the, 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 the scribes and the Pharisees. And I believe we do have a special person on the line with us before I continue. Special person, are you there? I am here. How are you tonight? <laughs> I am great. You know, I kept looking at that number and I said, that, looks, that number looks familiar, but I'm not sure, and I have no way of checking it right now. And I kept saying, that number looks, looks like the beautiful and vivacious Tammy Gator. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was going to so try to be quiet tonight, but, you know, you just can't be quiet, especially when you started out a wonderful uh, scripture coming from the Word. I just can't stay quiet tonight, so I'm going to have to get through it. So I'm here. I do have just a few quick points, and I'm going to stay on for a while. Actually, I can stay on as long as you need me to. But, you uh, know, I need you, you to stay on. I, I need you <laughs> and Reverend Anthony Martin on the whole time. This, this stuff going to get good. You know, people are – and, I, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm talking to myself, too, people, because I had to get real with myself. I had to ask myself, do you believe that there will be a day where every knee shall bow and, and be called, held accountable for whatever, the final judgment. Do you believe in the power of God? Do you believe what he says will come true, will come to for your life? Forget about everything else, everybody else. What will God say to you? Which way will you go? Where will you go? And if we ask ourselves that question and we believe that there is such a final day and we believe in the power of God, we will self-evaluate. We will start to reflect. Because I tell you, for me, the first thing God showed me wasn't somebody else. It was my stuff. It was you're not all that and you're not doing all that that you think you are. There's a whole lot more to do, my sister, is what Tammy heard. And mm. when you get to a point where you start to honor God, not yourself, not your children, not your husband, no one comes before God, not your girl, not the club, not the church, my good people. But when you honor God first, no matter what, when you get to that place, you can't help but correct yourself. For me now, I don't have time to look at you. I could pray for you, but I have to stay on this course daily to help myself to remain on this course because my desire is to see God and to be pleasing to him in spite of desires. And we are not ready to put aside 
our selfish desires. See, we think because we believe it and we say it, we are right. But if you just because you believe doesn't doesn't make it true. It's not what you preach; it's what you're practicing. It's what you're living. Because when you start living it and practicing, you almost don't have to open your mouth because your presence, the Holy Spirit, is with you, and the Holy Spirit won't even have to talk. I won't have to talk because the Holy Spirit will talk through me. So. For me, when you find yourself judging other people, talking, I'm not saying we don't hold people accountable. Don't misunderstand me about that. But it's a difference in um, holding accountable, people accountable, but not holding yourself. And if we really get down to it, when we are, when we see things in someone else, we really need to turn in and look at ourselves. Because, again, it it takes daily daily staying in that you Rodney know that where I am now trying to, you know, get back to a place where even even I hear God more and and get so get rid of some of these distractions. But we've become my favorite one is we've become people who want to they we seek ourselves. And that's Romans, I believe, one twenty eight, one twenty five, somewhere around there, where we we're saying you, you are honoring the creature rather than the creator. And when you start to honor yourself and want to glorify yourself I don't care how much you go to church on Sunday. I don't care how much you're in your Bible. If nothing is changing about your life, then you need to sit down. Because I, I heard a pastor say, God's telling some of us that you're messing up my reputation. So some of us need to, need to sit down. We need to start practicing, practicing and stop preaching. Because, again, your life, the way you live, uh, Edgar Guest has the, 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 the sermon I see. And I'll try to find that before before we get off tonight. I've read that on the show a couple of times. But you know, we want to talk, but the way you live, the way your your walk, the your presence, the way you honor God and people says more than your words can ever say. So you better not go anywhere. You better not go anywhere. I'm not going. I'm actually. I'm free tonight. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm here. I'm free. So I'm just. I was gonna listen in, but I, I can't let this one go. I can't let this one go. So um, I'm gonna shut up though, and 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 let you get back on your on your. Oh, um, you got here. to shut up. For those of you just tuning in, we are talking about practicing what you preach. We are talking about hypocrisy. And a few minutes ago, we had uh, Reverend Anthony Martin, who was. Uh, who uh, who tuned in and uh, uh, spoke a few words, and uh, I want him to come back, um, you know, at some point during the show. Uh, we'll pull him back in uh, because he's going to actually be one of my guests uh, this month. He has a, uh, a phenomenal book coming out. Uh, I know I'm excited, uh, excited about it, and it's called uh, Stop Killing Me, Black Man. So I'm excited to to, uh, to get him back on to uh, give you a preview of his book. Um, but let's keep talking about this hypocrisy thing. So uh, going back to this scripture, thing, and, and I like something that you said because I don't think that we really um, take it to heart, and that's based on what I what I see and what I hear on a daily basis. And and that is, do we really believe that the things that that, that that we have read in the Bible, the, the things that God has said, do we really believe that they are coming to pass? Because I can tell you our actions do not show that. Our words do not show that. Because I really think that if people believe that 
that God's word was true. If people believe that at some point God's word was coming back, because he said it would not come back for it. So if people really believe that, I don't think that we would see the hypocrisy that we're seeing. I, would, I don't think we would see the compromising that, that we're seeing today. And, and, and we're going to get into all of these things. But going back to the scripture, um, these hypocrites, the scribes and the Pharisees, they couldn't take the fact that Jesus didn't say anything. So what do they do? Just like with this Ray Wright situation, what happened? People got upset because oh, he got he got two game he got a two game suspension, and, and we're not necessarily dealing with all of that right now. We're dealing with the hypocrisy of the whole thing. So he gets the suspension. There's there's an outrage. People are upset. How is it that you can get a, a, a greater suspension for for smoking weed than you can hitting up on a woman? And then we're going we're gonna to make it even worse because we like to throw the racial thing in there on hitting on a black woman. I'm sorry, hitting on any woman is wrong. But, see, we didn't, we, we, we didn't focus on that. It was We, we turned it into, uh, you know, the NFL doesn't care about black women. I'm sorry, this was about a woman. This was about a man hitting a woman. But we left that part. We, we, we forgot about that part. So what happens? We stay on the commission. Stay on him until he finally comes out, writes a letter to the owner, issues an apology. Oh, we made a mistake. But here's what we're going to do from now on. Not because this is what he really wanted to do. Not because he felt this way, but because of the public. What did he say? Well, from now on, your first offense is uh, is an automatic six-game six suspension. Then he said your second time is a lifetime ban. Not because that's how he felt, but because of a public outcry. So then, same thing happens in the scripture. Well, it's not good enough that Jesus didn't say anything. Not good enough that Jesus put his head back down and started writing writing on the ground. So Jesus said, you know, okay. So Jesus picks up his head, and he looked at him, and he said to them, whoever, with, whoever that is among you that is without sin, you've never sinned before, go ahead and cast the first stone. Because you all want this woman to be stoned so badly you want her to be punished so severely. Guess what? If you've never seen if you are blameless, go ahead. You have my permission. Cast the first stone. And it said one by one, starting with the elders, they walked away. Because, see, when we start thinking about how good God has been to us, when we start thinking about how we should be dead and gone, when we start thinking about how we should be without a job, when we start thinking about how we should be single, how we should be homeless, when we start thinking about how we should be stoned to death and how God's mercy and God's grace has brought us through, what happens? All of a sudden, you know what? I don't agree with what they did. I don't agree with the act of domestic violence. But guess what? That's where the conversation ends for me. 
That's what a conversation is for me. Because we like to put a weight on sin, W-E-I-G-H-T. But God puts a wage on sin, W-A-G-E. Because God said, the Bible said, the wages of sin is death. Wages. It didn't start listing sin. See, the land, in the land of the living, it's, well, this will get you two years, this will get you six years, and then even that is inconsistent. But, see, we want to put a weight on things. But God said, mm -mm. sin is sin, and all is punished. We're going to pull Reverend Martin back in here. Uh, Go ahead, Rev. I want to kind of step back uh, to your point in dealing with uh, Christ being silent amongst the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And there was a reason for that. And the reason is that what we have to understand is that was letting them know that they were not a court of authority. Uh, They were not Mm -hmm. a kingdom authority. Uh, It was the Roman government that represented kingdom authority, having chain of command, uh, as an authoritative kingdom. And the Sadducees and the Pharisees were a religious body in which they sought God for a king. And their king was Christ. And so Christ was informing them, my silence to you on you, that I am your king and I am not here to be under judgment by you. I am over you. There is no speaking to you because you don't stand in authority. I stand in authority. And so uh, when you spoke uh, of the Ray Rice situation, uh, certainly, you know, when things like that happen in a worldly fashion, and brothers get caught up with domestic uh, disputes, things of that nature, that will always play out in the public arena uh, to the cries of many organizations, uh, many liberal groups and so forth and so on. And it's just unfortunate that our brother, uh, Ray Rice, uh, made such a mistake like that. Certainly you do not put your hands on any woman of any sort, especially as a man, but we have to understand that in living our lives in the world and not of it, playing God, one thing, the difference in between the kingdom of God and dealing with devil and his kingdom is that in the kingdom of God, you confess all things. In devil's kingdom, he attacks all things. So if you confess yourself to be this man and this man of God, then the devil will say, oh, yeah? Well, let's see. And he will bring things to your presence, and he will attack your desires. 
and your desires to be uh, led to uh, wanting uh, that woman to submit to you uh, to a higher uh, fashion than what she does, but not having the knowledge, understanding, and wisdom as to how to go about having one uh, woman, your wife, uh, showing submission and respect to you. Uh, many brothers love uh, by uh, the show of force, and 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 we don't love uh, in the manner from which God has shown us to love, and we 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 pretty much find ourselves through a family life where the father had used. Uh, abuse towards the mother and things of that nature. And that stuff plays out in our lives, and we didn't do anything about it coming up to, you know, clean ourselves up from that vision, that thought. So, you know, there's a lot of that that's playing out now. Um, Just in recent months, two months, there's been a ratchet of um, domestic dispute amongst black men three or four cases where the woman was killed. And we are going to find a lot of that in these last days. And what must uh, be understood is shows like yours, shows like mine, and many other shows that we are uh, in a time of education, said earlier, to practice much of what you do. And that's a powerful point, to practice. But I also want to add to what she said, uh, It's also the message, because keep in mind, the Bible says that it is not of the disasters of the world that will end the world. It is of the message that is preached in the four corners of the earth that the world will come to an end. So we have to educate, and we have to be effective in our words, brother, because if we ain't effective, then you're going to find what the youth are doing now. They're following other entities other lifestyles, and looking for an identity. And they're going into a radical lifestyle, brother. And there's a lot of us that are dealing with watered-down version, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And one other point before I let you get back to your show is there's a reason why many folks don't read Bible, because the Bible demands that you do. And people want to hear that watered-down version, that itching-of-the-ear effect, that tells them what they want to hear as opposed to telling them what they don't want to hear. What you don't want to hear is what is effective and productive. But what you want to hear is loose, loose in a way to let you do what you want to do. And in the kingdom of God, there's a chain of command that you must operate on. And so just want to make that point, my brother, as I stay here with you, you give me a lot to think about as you speak. So uh, just to kind of throw that at you. And, and, and I'm here, brother. I'm on the side. I'm I'm just listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we, we, we do appreciate your, your your insight. Tammy, you want to jump in here? Yes, I I, I do agree. Um, and, and I feel that our youth and, and our other people, too, you know, it is about the message which is which is even more important as we talk about this tonight, we should not be 
we should not allow the message to go out. Um, and right now, I think we talked about this. Uh, I can't remember what show, how we sit back. Uh, it may, may have been pimps in the pulpit. You know, how we sit back and we do want that, sh- that, that sugar-coated message because we don't want to do. And as mm-hmm. the pastor said, if you read, if you read, if you see God, let's let's just say see God. You read whatever the word tells us, seeking you shall find. If you have a desire and you are seeking, because it's one thing to open that Bible just to say, oh, I read my Bible. But you know, we can read and not get that knowledge, and sometimes get it. But but when we don't do, when you're not willing to do and change, because you cannot remain the same. It says be. Be renewed. You got to renew your mind. Do not be like you said. Be, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. And you heard me say we're not conformed. We are addicted. We cannot. I see. And I spoke to you about this right now. I see people driving with nothing than cigarettes or cell phones. You get in the mm-hmm. car, and it no longer means drive anymore. It means get on your phone and talk and drive. How can you do a cigarette and a phone and drive? Mm. Every time I leave the house, I feel like. I can be ran over at any time because everybody is on the phone. Just thinking for one minute, for one day, we put down the cell phone while we're in the car, turn the radio off and just talk to God or listen. Mm-hmm. But we cannot Samuel, give how, up. Samuel, how many people? how many people can do what you are doing now? And I don't know. And shut, I don't know. And, and, and shut off. Shut off Facebook. Shut off the phone. Shut off these these extras. And by the way, uh, uh, Rev, you, you you're still on with us, uh, so uh, feel free to mm-hmm. jump in at any time. But how many people can honestly do that? Not many people can shut off the world. And here's why: we have become so addicted to these electronic devices. We've become so addicted to drama. We've become so addicted to negativity that we feel like if we turn our TV and phones and, and iPads and everything else, if we turn it off for just 30 minutes, we feel like we're going to miss something. We feel like we're going to be left out of the loop. And, see, we want to comment on everything. People were so quick to comment on this story right. today. And I said, you know what, this is perfect because we're going to talk about hypocrisy. And let me tell you something. If you are a person who sits in judgment, guess what? You're a hypocrite because Mm -hmm. no one has room to talk about anyone else. And see, my problem is we start weighing things. Well, yeah, I may have done this, but I've never done that. Who cares? Guess who's sitting in our jails and our prisons today? Criminals. Criminals are sitting there. It doesn't matter what they did. Some will get out sooner than others. But guess what? Criminals, or at least people who have allegedly committed a crime, are sitting in our are sitting in our jail today. There was a reason for for you to be arrested. And, and, and let me say something to those people who uh, who say that Ray Rice got what he deserved. Okay, fair enough. But what does the Bible say about judging? Mm-hmm. What does the Bible 
say when it, when it comes to these matters. So see, mm-hmm. if you get what you deserve, then are you going to be okay with? It? We're so we're so quick to throw these stones, but yet we all sin. We sin. We all sin every day. And who's to say that just because you're holding a Bible, who's to say just because you have an opinion, who's to say just because you're singing the choir? Who's just, I know a lot of scriptures in the Bible. Guess what? Mm-hmm. That's not my t- that's not my ticket to heaven. If I if I if I know the Bible and I still go out here and do wrong, guess what? Me knowing the Bible isn't doing anything. How many people have college degrees and and, and don't have jobs? Mm-hmm. They can have college that's degrees. Right. It doesn't mean anything because the Bible says, "With all of your getting, get some understanding." That's right. Get some understanding. Knowledge is not good enough. I see teachers all the time. Man, these teachers are so smart, so smart. But the kids are learning the thing Mm -hmm. because the teachers are smart. But guess what? The teachers can't teach. The teachers can't relate. The teachers can't find a way to make it relevant. Mm-hmm. It's good that you have. It's good that you have the knowledge, but what are you doing with it? And people, we're, we're bandwagoners today. Everyone, right. every everyone else is doing it. Everyone else is jumping on this person's case. So let me jump on this person's case too. No, Rodney's not going to do that. You know, I look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at, you know, what's going on in Ferguson. Do I have a problem with racism? Absolutely. I got a problem with racism. But here's what I also have a problem with. I have a problem with so many people being upset about what happened in Ferguson, but yet if, it, but yet if it's black on black, I'm going to take a video of it, and I'm going to post it on World Star Hip Hop, and I'm going to laugh about it. I, black, young black males are being killed every day. Yeah. Every day, just just read the Chicago Tribune. Just look at That's the news. Young black males are being killed every day. But how much mm-hmm. is being said about it? How, how many T-shirts do we have for these young black males that are being killed every day? How about these young black girls that are being killed every day? How many T-shirts do we have? Where where is Al Sharpton? Mm-hmm. But guess what? Mm-hmm. If it make, if it makes the national news, I'm gonna go and get me a hood and put my hood on my head for Trayvon Martin. What happened right. to Trayvon Martin still bothers me. But guess what? I'm not just upset about Trayvon Martin. I'm upset about the young boys that grew up in my neighborhood that lost their lives over mm-hmm. drugs. Hey, hey, Rodney, Rodney, and and, mm-hmm. and what about? When you bring up Trayvon Martin, you think, and, and just like what just happened, everybody is at the at front and center now. How how often do you hear about Trayvon Martin now? And you you think about how 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 much it was on the news, and everybody wants to post about it, everybody wants to talk about it. But what are you doing in your neighborhood? What are you doing? I mean, even this past weekend, I'm assuming it was. I heard today that we had a mob of kids here beat three people at a grocery store, some, you know, just flash mob is what they call themselves, in their own video. And, and, I, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here and I'm talking to my son about it, and I'm thinking, you're 26 years old, and I can't imagine 
I can't imagine you even at 26 doing this and not thinking, my mama is going to kill me. He right. would have to turn himself in because what I have in, I have put that in him, and not only have I put those that put those words before him, I tried in everything I could to live what I was preaching. But we have so right. many parents, grown-ups, officials. When things like this happen, um, they want to they want to come to the forefront. You know that reminds me of the gifts and the fruits of the spirit. I tell everybody, you want the gifts, but where are the fruits? You want to go pick out the tree, but you, want, you don't want to plant it. You don't get anything. So we want something for nothing. We want to be seen and being glorified. It's about them. Even when it comes to That's children and families, it's not about God. It's not about what's really wrong and right. Because if it was, then you'd be just as pissed off when a, when the, your black child kills another black child. You should be more because it's happening every day. So it's hypocrites all around, and our kids are looking, saying, follow who and what? You guys go to church. I hear kids all the time saying, my mama will go to church, shout, get the Holy Ghost, and before we get out of the parking lot, she cussing the same lady out. She just said, bless you, because she pulled out in front of her. Really? And and that's one of of the plights of my book, uh, Stop Killing Me, Black Man, uh, Black on Black Death and Destruction. And, and and it was the, the reason of me even bringing that book or God giving me that assignment to even, you know, bring forth the book is because the society today has uh, opened the door for many other lifestyle issues to be on the forefront and even hijack many of our so-called black leaders, come on board with other lifestyle issues and uh, uh, come on board in a manner that these lifestyle, these other issues are more popular, more uh, agenda-warranted, more uh, uh, hidden agenda scenarios in there where one could get uh, great finance from if you come on board with this agenda and come on board with that agenda. But all the time, the very black leaders that are going away from the true civil rights era and the true civil rights era is what has taken place with the black man and woman throughout the history, how the NAACP has uh, stepped away uh, from much of the black man and woman's issues and have taken on membership in many other uh, lifestyles and many other communities, homosexual community coming on board with them, uh, Latino community coming on board, not to say that their human rights problems are not, you know, something warranted, but you can't call yourself a civil rights era or issue when the civil rights issue was dealt and, 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 and born on the back of the death and destruction of black men and women for the color of one's skin. And then I tell the brothers today that you are no different than the Ku Klux Klan killing us, killing us, by you going out of this door every day. And it's gotten to the point now where the National Geographic Channel is promoting Drug Inc., having young black brothers on the corner broadcasting their drug life as if though they are producing a movie and being narrated to say how one brother moved up in life selling drugs and having a super fine apartment, a car now, and went to another segment of the show to show another brother standing on the corner 4 o'clock in the morning 
pushing a drug called death. And he said himself, I watched my own family members take this drug, and he sold it to them. And it's like we're getting to that point in society where uh, not to make it out of a black issue, but the fact remains is that we are the, the black issue, the black mainstream is being pushed down to like a third world country where everyone else has agendas, everyone else has issues, and the one that's more popular is the one to deal with. But when an issue, two-year-old child, catch a bullet in her living room, playing with her her little little girlfriend, and some young black brother decides that he wants to shoot a gun due to anger of another brother, and this bullet finds its way into the home and strikes this young girl in her head and put her right down, not even giving her an opportunity to see her day of graduation, let alone her fifth or sixth birthday. And the only thing that many of the black leaders today are doing is broadcasting themselves on the national news for a hot minute, and then afterwards to go, they go off to another issue. We cannot, those of us who classify ourselves as leaders in the community, and in the community in which we serve, we cannot just sit here and take up umbrage with the popular uh, agenda. We cannot. I got to jump in here real quick because, man, I'm getting some, uh, some good comments in this chat room. And, uh, again, we don't give names out on the Butterfly Evolution show. But uh, uh, going, going back to the Ray Rice thing, uh, uh, the comment says, if I wasn't there, I don't know what happened with uh, Ray Rice. Another one says, Al, Shark- Al Sharpton is race baiting where the money is best. Uh, and then, uh, Rev, once you started uh, talking, it said uh, uh, MTV, MTV Cribs. Um, and then you just finished talking about our, you know, our so-called leaders today. Uh, there's Jesse Jackson with the uh, question mark. Um, I think between the three of us, I think we're, I think we're, I think we're touching on some, some very touchy things, and I think that we're, we're hitting some very. Uh, critical point. Uh, this is a, one of those shows that, you know, it may not be popular, you know, it may not be the one that, that is going to make people feel good, but at the end of the day, I think that it is something that uh, needs to be addressed. We need to raise yeah. awareness and, and we need to call out, not necessarily call out individuals. I mean, if individuals fall in our lap, hey, but issues need to be called out. And, 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 and let me jump back for a second um, mm-hmm. to the hypocrisy of this whole thing today. And while I started out with the scripture, uh, again, that was John 8, verses 1 through 11, and, and, and connected it to what I've seen with, uh, with Ray Rice today. Mm-hmm. Here's, the hypocr- here's the hypocrisy of the, uh, of the entire thing. Um, in, in my eyes, okay, the NFL and the Baltimore Ravens, first of all, I think that the professional sports league and I think the NCAA, I think that they are some of the biggest crooks out there, okay? Everyone knows that Ray Rice hit his now wife because Ray Rice came yeah. out in the press conference 
He apologized for it. He he pretty much admitted to doing it. He apologized. He said he was getting uh they uh he was uh seeking counseling, he was doing community service. So this was no secret. And when the video the first video surfaced months ago, Ray Rice didn't try to deny it. He didn't lie about it. He said, Yep, I did it, came out to the press conference, he apologized, all of these things. Okay. So then I don't know how much you all keep up with sports. But Chris Mortensen, who is a popular um, sports analyst uh, for ESPN, Uh reported that the video everybody saw today, when the verdict first came down, Chris Mortensen reported that the reason why it was only two games was because the NFL had a hold of this video that no one else had seen. Chris Morrison reported that earlier this summer. So now today, the NFL just saw it on the news right before the show started. The NFL said, this is the first we've ever seen this video. Liars. I wish, and I wish I had access to this Chris Morrison clip where he said the reason why it was only two games that, you know, people were outraged about the fact that it wasn't four, six, a whole year because the NFL had access to the tape from inside of the elevator. He said this. But today the NFL said, this is the first we ever heard of it. And, man, if I, if I was in the position and if I could find that video, I would call them out on it. If I, was, if I had a national plan, I would call them out on it, just like I'm doing now. Because well, you this know is they, what happened. Go ahead. You know, they took his, you know they took his contract from him, right? Ray Rice? His contract, his contract has been stripped, and mm-hmm. he's been suspended indefinitely. Mm-hmm. So, but here's my thing. So, but here's my thing. Mm-hmm. The Baltimore Ravens supported him up until today. What? Until this new video surfaced. Now, all of a sudden, oh, no, we now after seeing this tape, wait a minute, this guy confessed. Months ago, he said that he did it. But see, here's the thing. The public has gotten involved. And exactly. Tammy, this goes back to, to some shows we had before. There is power in numbers. And see, we'll, we'll, we'll get behind a story like this. The public will make all of these comments. But when it comes to our kids not being able to read, where are the people? When it comes to our kids being killed in Chicago, 40 kids in one weekend, where are the people? See, this doesn't flood Facebook, Twitter. We don't have all of these comments on, on, on these subjects. Because, see, garbage is what we want. Garbage is what fails. Mm-hmm. See, you, you 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 log into Facebook now. This is all you're gonna see. Ray Rice, Ray Rice, Ray Rice, Ray Rice, Ray Rice. But you know what? The fact that seventy four percent of high school seniors can't perform mathematics on grade level, that's what bothers me. Mm. The fact that mm. 62% of our high school seniors aren't reading on grade level. Guess what? It bothers me. 
But how many people know that? How many people really even care? We live in a hypocritical mm-hmm. nation. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, One of the things we are band, we are bandwagoners. Everybody's everybody's on this whole Trayvon Martin thing. Bam, I'm gonna jump on it too. Everybody's on this Michael Brown thing. Guess what? Bam, I'm gonna jump on it too. All of a sudden you're wrong. You're wrong if you you know, if you are against homosexuality today, guess what? You are abnormal. You are wrong. Yeah. We got people Absolutely. we got politicians switching up. Oh, nope, gotta go with the people. I'm gonna stop again because we have another caller. So uh we're gonna pull in and I don't even see a number. <laughs> it just says Dad Shepherd. <laughs> Sorry I had to give your name out, but I'm gonna uh pull you into the show. Uh go ahead. Dad Shepherd, you are all with us. Hey, thanks for the conversation. Absolutely. Hey, you're not blowing my anonymity. You, you, I'll tell you who I am. My name is Greg. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I appreciate ahead, the Greg, man. Greg, I have enjoyed uh, reading your comments on, uh, on yeah. uh, in the chat room, man. Go ahead. Yeah, here, here's my question, and, and this pertains to me. Why do you care what Ray Rice allegedly, whether he did or did not beat his fiance? Let me. I'm gonna answer that question for all of you, because you don't have a life or anything else that commands your attention or energy. That's why you care whether or not Ray Rice allegedly beat his fiance because you don't have anything else going on in your life. So I'm going to define the word entertainment for you, dear listener, and this is what it means. It means enter. You just break the word down. Enter. We know what that means. Tain, T-A-I-N, means a thin tin plate for mirrors. I don't know anybody that knows that definition. That's from the 1800s. So... Entertainment means to enter the mirror, and what does meant mean? It means mind, to enter the mirror of the mind. So when you're getting entertained, you're looking into a mirror. What's being reflected back to you? Who you think you are, what you think you want to know, what you think you want to see? I don't know the answer to that question, but entertainment means to enter the mirror of the mind. So when you think about Ray Rice beating his fiance, who he's now married to, you're just being entertained. And, mm. and the question is, why do you feel the need to be entertained? And let's go back mm. to who Ray Rice is, not as an individual, but as a, a personification of an athlete. I'm not picking on him. I don't even know him. And what an athlete is is a performer, specifically a football player. A football player plays in the stadium. And the stadium is the Roman Colosseum. Why do you think they call them warriors? You know what NFL means? It's short for Nephilim. Look the word up. It's in the Bible, people. It means Mm -hmm. giant. NFL, Nephilim. To me, there's no coincidence that those two words are very similar. And whether they are or not, why do you feel the need to be entertained? Here's why. Because when you look at a football field, you don't know what you're looking at. You're looking at the Roman Colosseum. And what the Roman Colosseum is, is bread and circus. It's the emperor showing you a reenactment of war. So you can get excited, and you can sort of vent your pent-up energy and frustration. And where does this frustration come from? 
the fact that the emperor has his boot on your throat, whether you're black or white, I don't give a damn. This applies to all of us, me included, by the way. And what that means is, is he entertains you with bloodlust, and then he throws you bread. The Spanish would slay the bull after the bullfight. They would roast the bull and then feed it to the poor. Football is yeah. different, people. You don't even know how you're being played. But you're being played, whether they call it ESPN, Fox News, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton. I don't care what color they are. We're all being played if we listen to this mess. And all it does is simply this. It diverts your attention away from the truth of who you really are, which is powerful and amazing and unstoppable. And it takes your attention and it draws you down into a very low, bri- uh, very low vibration. And that low vibration is, I must compete for food, attention, money, sex, all these other things. That's what the Kardashians are all about, and that's what all these pop entertainers are about. They're to keep you down there where the amoeba hang out, people, the single-celled organisms, and they're to keep you in forgetfulness of what you're really capable of because the reality of it is, and all conspiracy aside, there's only about a 1,000 people that really run the entire show. And they know what you're capable of. And if you wake up in mass, they are in serious trouble. And they don't want you to do that. And people say, wow. well, Jews run the media. Does it really matter who runs the media? If they were green or brown or black, it doesn't really matter who runs the media. The fact is there's a tiny piece of the population that runs the media. And there's a reason for that. It's because they're smart enough to know what makes you tick and what makes you drool. And they know what makes you not think. And that's what they keep feeding you when you go to the football game and you go, I can't believe they charge $8 for a 12-ounce draft beer. If you're dumb enough to pay it, I, have, <laughs> I don't have anything to say to you other than the fact that you need to just stop looking down to the ground, which is where the dirt and the lower animals live, and you need to raise your head up and look toward the sky. Thank you for opening up. Wow. Wow, wow. Tammy. <laughs> Tammy. 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 Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I am. I am. No, 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 no. Tammy, Tammy, where are you? All right, Tammy, you got to jump in here for me. What's that? No, no, no. I was trying to get Tammy, uh, the regular host of the show. Give me one second. Tammy, go ahead. Jump in here. I, I am here, and, and you know, I, I was texting you back and forth, but Greg always does that. He brings such knowledge from a very different perspective. So I always, wow. as, as I text you, he is very full of knowledge. And so true. What And, and, and what we really need to, so much you said, Greg, is, is so on point. But when we talk about the mind and the media knowing exactly how to entertain you, but why why do you need to be entertained? That is that's a great question to take away, take away as a takeaway tonight. Why? What is going on in your life, and what is it that makes you want to be fed poison, if we would call it, and continue to be fed this same poison day after day after day? So much so that you're no longer being fed; you're feeding yourself. How how crazy is that? Yeah, I recognize your voice. It's been a while. 
It has. Yeah, it has. Been a long time. It has. You know, yeah, it things, has been a long time. One of the things that we have to understand is, and, and I love Bible. I love the word, and the word says that you know we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but with spirits and principalities. So all things start in the spiritual before they start in the physical. So one of the things that we have to direct ourselves back to is as you think in your physical element, there is a a force behind uh, your thinking. There is uh, a spiritual principality that is in operation to influence and manipulate your way of thinking. And so one thing about devil, devil plays on your desires. So whatever your desires is, the one thing he will do is push your desires, push the envelope of your desires to the forefront that you will only see your desires and you're not going to focus on the right and the wrong the what's right and what's wrong. You're going to focus more on who's right and who's wrong, and that's the mistake that we make. We rather focus on who is right, and in, and if you want to know who is right, God is right. But it is about the what's right and what's wrong. And so the reason why a lot of people enjoy such entertainment is because they are uh, locked into their desires, the desires of their flesh. And many folks, the Bible says that. You perish because of lack of knowledge, and folk don't know. They don't get it, and they just simply don't know. And that's why it is important for the church to be uh, put uh, put their feet to the fire because, you know, when it comes to God, the kingdom of God, it is the church that is held accountable for not being the priest of the world as what they were put, to, put on the forefront to do. you got to educate the people. you got to tell the people. You know, a lot of folk in the homosexual community would use the uh, uh, use the, the, the moment of Christ in his ministry when he when they they would say that well Christ didn't speak about uh, homosexuality and things of that nature. No, he didn't. But what he did do is he educated. When he came to free the world from bondage, he first had to educate you why he was here. He couldn't speak about something that you were in because he had to educate you to let you know and inform you what you were doing and what you were doing wrong. And once you were educated, once you got knowledgeable, now you're accountable. See, when you're not knowledgeable, you can't, you, you can only give an excuse to what you don't know. But when you know, you are accountable. And that's what people seek to do. They don't want to be accountable. But once they become into the knowledge of things, they are accountable. And so, that's where we lose, and that's where we lack. We are not accountable. We lack accountability because in some aspects we lack knowledge. But it's important that those of us who know, we got to stand on the forefront and tell it and stop holding that word within you. Brother Greg, you spoke well in what you had to say, and that's a lot of knowledge. And I encourage you, brother, to continue to speak the knowledge in what you hold and don't hold it. Let that thing go. Because it is important that people know what's in you. It is important that people know what's in all of us who have knowledge. And because the people need to know. The Bible says in the book of Peter, always give an answer and be prepared to give an answer. Why? So that the people can have hope. They can have hope in what you have to say because everybody don't know. 
Many traveled abroad. Few traveled now. Only a little, only a few people gonna get down the narrow road because the ones who gonna get down the narrow road are the ones who know. But the ones who don't know, they are gonna run with the masses, and the masses go down the broad road where five, six, seven can walk side by side. But when you travel the narrow road of heaven, you gotta get in a single family, a single line, single file line. Can't walk side by side. Ain't gonna be a lot going into the into uh, uh, the heavenly gates as we think we are. There's something that I would like to share, and it it echoes a a piece of what you just said. Yes, sir. And and I've come to this in in my understanding. It doesn't mean I know it all, but I do know this. If it's popular, I really don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know what the New York Times bestseller list is is selling. I don't want to know what the number one TV show is, because if it's popular, I know that it's poison for me. And that, that's not a pious statement. It, it's just fact because there's about between six and seven billion people on the planet. And if two-thirds mm-hmm. of those people believe something to be true, then there's a really good chance that it's just, it's just nothing but misleading information. And it, mm. it's so scary because I hear these, you know, the, these terminologies that we've all grown up with and, and we talk about. I will be with you even unto the end of time. You know that that's one one of the the words that we've heard. And I keep thinking to myself, and I heard this term: as you speed up in your understanding, the world slows down. Well, what does that mean? It means as I gain, as we all gain more understanding, and we look around us, we start to feel isolated. And that puts me in the mind of of the people in history that have been what would be considered a genius. And we say these people were so incredibly knowledgeable, and they were so misunderstood, and they were so exiled by humanity. And, and who does it – come on. Jesus fits that, doesn't he? Right? Yes, indeed. He was pushed out to the edge because he was bringing a deep truth to people. And, and if we understand the context of history and what was happening with the Roman Empire and all of that, we know that there's a – a pretty decent chance that that is absolutely true. So we know that the people that have a deep understanding, as they speed up in their awareness and they look around, the rest of the world slows down. Now here's the rub. There's this thing inside of us that wants to save other people and help other people around us. But what happens Mm -hmm. is it's like being in an insane asylum, and the louder you scream, I'm saying, the tighter they put the straitjacket around you. So what I'm telling you, dear listener, is as you come into deeper levels of understanding, whatever they are for you, because they're different for everybody, I'm not telling you not to share it with other people because you're going to feel convicted to do that. But what I'm saying is is don't cast your pearls to swine Mm -hmm. because not everybody, A, is ready to hear what you have to say, and B, really gives a rat's butt what it is that you have to say and I'll close with this, and thank you so much for letting me share. Facebook has about 1.3 billion active users. There's only 6 to 7 billion people on the planet. That means that one form of technical media has the attention of 20% of the human beings that exist. That is incredibly scary, my friend, incredibly scary. Be very careful, and I discontinued my Facebook account 
just to see if I could do it, you know, what I think I needed to post, what I feel the need to post. Do people really want to hear what I have to say? All of that's irrelevant. I discontinued my Facebook account. It's been, I don't know, three, four weeks, and I feel okay about it. But just know this, whatever you're doing on Facebook and whatever you're saying and whatever you think you're absorbing is good and wholesome and whatever, 20% of the world's population is basically doing the same thing you're doing. So just think about it. Thank you so much for letting me share. Greg, it, it was a pleasure having you on, man, and I hope, you know, I hope you stay on with us, you know, even if you don't uh, say another word. But, man, that was, that, that was powerful. Uh, everything that you posted in the chat room, everything that you said uh, here on the, uh, on the phone, uh, <laughs> not not too many things or too many people leave me speechless, but man, I can tell you that 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 was definitely powerful. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, you know, and here's the beauty. This is the beauty, and I had this conversation with a gentleman that I don't even know. He contacted me. Um, he listened to a two-year-old radio show that I was a guest on, and he said, "I know that no one really teaches us anything." They simply remind us of what's already inside of us. And look at, mm-hmm. look at the title of your show, Practice What You Preach, right? So what it is, you're, you're asking me or you're imploring me to make my actions be equal to what I say. And, and we, we're all looking – typically we tend to look for teachers, but it goes back to what you said earlier. No one wants to be accountable well, the United States is a perfect example of that. No one wants to be accountable in the United States. How do I know this? Because we breed more lawyers than any nation on the planet. I know we don't want to be accountable. I know that. Why do we not want to be accountable? You know why? Because we're so disgusted with what we've done and what we've become individually, not as a nation, but individually. We're afraid to face the music. So we hire someone to be our vicar, that's what the Pope is. He is the vicar of Christ, as they say. He is the one who stands between you and God to vicariously communicate what you want to say to God. And you're not good enough to do that. You aren't worthy enough to do that, according to that particular religion. So you must bring in what I like to call a 1099 independent contractor. You need to outsource it, right? And that's what attorneys <laughs> do. Do me a favor, man, and, and will you share with the people uh, your website? No, I really don't want to promote unless you absolutely insist that I give you my podcast page. I'm here to I share. I am absolutely mm-hmm. insisting that you give, give us your, your podcast page. I, I podcast maybe once a month. I've taken a little bit of a break over the summer. Um, a little bit burned out, not really feeling like I have a whole lot to share, but you can <laughs> find my podcast at Debt Shepherd, which is D-E, B as in boy, T as in Tom, Shepherd, S-H-E, P as in Paul, H-E-R-D, dot com. Um, any wisdom you can find there, so be it. Um, you can contact me. <laughs> I don't really have anything to sell. I just once once every week or so I open up the mic and just share with you ideas specifically about money, but it's really about the mind and the soul and the heart and all those other things. Uh, but that aside, okay. that's that's the main thing. Nobody wants to be responsible anymore, and that's why we hire attorneys in mass 
because we want to be compensated for something that happened to us because we were a society of victims. And if you listen to the courtroom drama on television, you hear this. What will it take to make you whole? In other words, how big of a check do I need to write so you can feel like you're whole again? Well, when you know who you really are, you don't need to be paid to be reminded, do you? Gosh, almighty. Tell them, Greg. I don't. I don't need to be paid <laughs> to be reminded of who I really am because when you know who you really are, and I'm not preaching. I'm simply speaking. I'm simply speaking. I'm not preaching. Preaching is religion. Speaking is just speaking. doesn't mean it's true for you. doesn't mean it's true for anybody. It's true for Greg. It's true for me. When you know who you really are, you don't need to be paid for that, do you? Because it's not about that anymore. And, and here's the thing. Inside of all of us, anyone who is a teacher, anyone who's on this show that feels the need to teach, it's a strong need. It's a strong urge, and it's important. But I have had to come to the end of myself and know, even if no one else is listening, even if no one listens to this show, which I know many people do because I've been a guest on it before. I know many people listen to the show, and that's a good thing. But I have to wake up and know in my heart that even if no one is listening, I'm still going to teach the teaching. And it's, it's only between me and who I perceive to be my creator, whatever that is for you. I don't care if you're a Buddhist, a Christian, a Muslim. It doesn't really matter because there are many roads that lead to the center of town. But once you get to the center of town, it, it's no different than the other 20 people that you see standing around you who got there in a different way. What I'm saying is, is, you know what? As smart as I think I am, no matter who I think God is, it isn't going to change the fact of what God really is, is it? No, it's not. Anyway, I can't change that, and to think that I can is arrogant. Anyway, I, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would encourage you, uh, Brother Greg, to um, uh, continue in what you do and um, don't allow yourself uh, to get burnt out, as you said. Um, you, you are very knowledgeable, brother, and I believe that you have and can continue to reach many people and what you know and what you have within you as far as your knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And I would certainly encourage you to um, um, continue to build on your assignment, on your platform, and, and do so in a way, because you're very effective in a lot of words in which you're speaking, but uh, do so in a way it doesn't lead you to speak being burnt out, that it leads you to speak uh, loving what you do, loving what you say, you know, loving your platform, because um, for myself, I love my platform. I love the assignment in which God has given me, because a lot of times I was wanting to go before the pulpit and give a word and, you know, being casted down, being turned off, uh, being told no in so many ways. And God gave me an assignment to write books to bring that word out of me. And I am just, like, in awe with the books that um, is out now and the many more that has been put in me. And I love giving the word. I love uh, speaking the word. And I speak, I teach, I preach, I do it all. All that is effective to get to the people. So I'm telling you, you and the sister, to continue on. My brother Rodney, 
you know, the world needs. The world needs more teachers. The world needs more messengers, you know. Messengers are effective words, not messengers of foolishness that we're getting, you know, a lot of on the media. And, you know, you said you turned off your Facebook and so forth and so on, and, and that's fine. That's fine. But don't turn you off. You know, let your mess, let that message in you continue on. And we, we have to stand on the forefront to be messengers, people. We got to do it, you know. And our days does not end because when, when we go to our homes and lay our heads down, our time ends when we are in that grave. Our work is over with. We're in the grave. So don't ever think that your work is done. As long as you're breathing the breath of life, your work is not done until presence of the Lord. We've got a lot of stuff to do. We all got a lot of stuff to do. And we got to remember that. We got to stay on board with that. So I certainly want to encourage you and the sister and, you know, my brother and myself and the many who ever come on this show and many other shows, let's do this. It's going to take a new people, a new founded folk, you know, not new in the manner of being here on earth, but new in the manner of being on the forefront. You know, no more of the the, what we used to have seen, the Jesse Jackson, the Al Sharpton, and so forth and so on. Not knocking any of those brothers. They have paved the way. They have said what they had to say in their days. But now, mainstream got them. So those of us coming up in the ranks, let our rankings be that in God. Not rankings in the matter of how much money we're going to make. Because the wealth of the sinner is laid for the just. But that means if you if you... You're looking for success. Success does not come by way of you uh, uh, pursuing success. Success comes by way of you being a rarity when you're rare. Be a rare bird, a rare being one that you haven't been on the scene, but you're barely on the scene, but when you're on the scene, you are powerful. And that's why the money, the dollar, is uh, a success. People, everybody wants it because it's rare. Not too many of us can get it. And we have to fight to, 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 to live with it. That's our, that's our commodity that we believe in our minds that, that uh, takes us through life, gives us the things that we want in life. You don't need money for everything. You don't need money This for has everything. definitely like, been a uh, – th- this show has gone far beyond where, where I thought it was gone. And – I mean, I, I, I just, first of all, uh, we only have about 30 minutes left in the show. And so I want to take mm-hmm. this time to personally thank uh, Tammy, who <laughs> who surprised me. Um, I didn't think that she was going to uh, to, to, to jump in here, but, uh, but she did. And uh, I can't tell you how thrilled I was to, uh, to hear her voice uh, coming through mm-hmm. and uh to Reverend Martin and to also Greg, uh, this this has been a blessing uh, to me. I can tell you I have several pages of notes, and I can tell you in 30 minutes I'm not going to get to my notes. And I'm okay with that because as long as I'm learning, um, it is a blessing for me. Uh, I do want to take uh, this time uh, for just a quick second. Uh, Tammy, would you like to come back in here? Um. 
just briefly with we we talked and thank thank you Greg again again you guys Greg always blesses me in so many ways with his knowledge and perspective of it so you you've been gone a while and and I'm taking some time off as well so you have um you spoke some words tonight about, especially about Facebook because I found myself today thinking how do I still do what I want to do and need to do but I also need to disconnect from this world like I feel like I can't, I, I'm just getting restless in this world. And so as I started this journey, my first day um, with no Facebook, no cell phone, no, no TV, no radio, I was sharing with Rodney how I felt as if God himself was here with me. Like I felt God for the, in such a way, I can, I can say probably that I've never felt before, and it just... And all I could do for most of the day was just sob and cry because it, rem- it, it, it allowed me to see how much I was distracted and for what. And, and who I'm distracted from is my source that I so need even to do this world and my life. But someone said earlier about the knowledge that we, we, we need more knowledge. You know, there is no reason, no reason in this day and time for people who really want that knowledge, who who desire change and desire it to the point where it's, it's, it's change, knowledge, or it's death. I, I can't, one has to come. When you want that, nothing should keep you away from that, nothing. In my opinion, there are so many ways to get the knowledge if you want it and if you are sick and tired of being sick and tired and you want a way out of this, there's no reason. There is no reason. Just about everything I know, I took it upon myself to read, to study, staying up hours, sleepless nights, getting up to go to work the next morning. You have to do this if you want it. It's like what Greg started out earlier saying, entertain. What, what kind of entertainment do you desire and why? So, we have, in my opinion, there's so many books. There's so many. There's the Bible. There's more books. There's there's sitcoms or whatever. There are people that are doing talk shows. If people want things, there's there's ways to get what you need. Shows like tonight, what uh, the pastor's doing, what Greg is doing, writing what you're doing. But you have to. It's like you have to break people's backs to get them to tune in to listen. So go back to the question that Greg posed. Why? Why why do you want to be entertained? And what is it that entertains you? Mm-hmm. And 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 then practice. If that's what you are, that's who you are, then do it. Do who you do be you. Do you. Don't try to mm-hmm. play both sides of the fence. But as far as you knowledge know, and getting you know it, I, I, I think that I, go ahead, I'm sorry, Tammy. No, no, no. Good. I'm go ahead. I'm good. Go ahead. I think that we can all agree that one of the driving forces behind all of this, I'm, I'm just going to call it mess, is money. Everything I read today, um, it, it, other, than, other than John, the eighth chapter, and, and Matthew, you know, I want to say it was uh, Matthew, the, was it the seventh chapter? Matthew, the seventh chapter. Other than that, everything that I read today, came back to money in some form. 
We are all about a dollar, and we're all about bragging rights. But it, it, it all leads back to money. See, if everyone else is doing it, I have to be doing it too. And see, right. if, if someone is paying a lot of money, guess what? I'm, I'm rolling with the big bucks. And so we are just such hypocrites. And the reason why I started out with this, with this whole thing about Ray Rice and sports and, and, and what's going on with this story is because, one, this has just dominated our, our, our nation today. And I think for all the wrong reasons. And sorry if you tuned into the show and you thought that I was going to say, oh, he's so wrong, they should, they should stone him to death. No, I wasn't going with it. And one thing you would know about us here on the Butterfly Evolution Show you never know which angle we're coming from because the angle you think we may be coming from, we, we just might fool you because here's the thing. Yeah, we see what's posted on TV. We, we, we hear what's on the radio. We see what's in social media. But let's get to the root of these problems. Let's get to these underlying issues. Yeah, what Ray Rice did was wrong, but guess what? I have a bigger problem with the Baltimore Ravens. I have a bigger problem with the NFL because, see, we, we, we amen everything. And you know what? I thought about this today. I thought about this today when I saw all these people bashing Ray Rice. If Ray Rice's wife decides to leave him because now he has no job, now those millions of dollars are gone, if she decides to leave him and that man looks and don't think that this can happen because we've seen it happen before. She decides to leave him. He has no wife. He has no support system. He has no job. The world is against him. Everybody's against him, and this man takes his life tomorrow. What do you think is going to be the national reaction then? Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Everybody's going to have all these apologetic things. And all it takes is a couple of people, and then we jump on the bandwagon. And then all of a sudden, we're so sorry. But see, here's the thing. You have a situation, not just with Ray Rice, who has, who has an issue, who, who struck a woman. Because like, like I said at the beginning of the show, my stepmom made it very clear. If I ever find that you, you put your hand on a female, that's it for you. And you don't have to worry about the police or anybody, because I'm going to take you out. She made that very clear. Mm. So here's a man who plays football. Who plays football. So he's clearly, I don't know, a hundred times stronger than she is. There's mm. an issue there, mentally. But not only that, in the in the video, because I never watched the first video, but I saw it. I said, you know what? I'm gonna just I'm gonna just click this button today and see this video. Because I want to see what's so bad this time. The first thing that stood out to me, she ought to be real embarrassed because I can see half of her behind her. That was the first thing that stood out to me. And then the second thing is, what about a woman who wants to stay, not, stay in a relationship with a man who's abusive, but they were engaged. She could have walked away. She decided, I'm going to go and marry him. Who's helping them? Who sees that there's a problem here? Who sees this? No, we're going to do this. But, but guess what? Trayvon Martin, oh, we're going to buy hoodies. 
Michael Brown, guess what? We're going to steal out of store. We're going to do all of these things. But guess what? Mm-hmm. If it's black on black crime, we're going to videotape it. We're going to put it on the internet. Mm-hmm. And we're going to laugh about it. We're going to laugh about Star Keisha. We're going to laugh about all of these boys being beat up. But let it be a white man and a black and a, and a, and a black teenager. Oh, no, it's racial profiling. We, we yeah. are some big-time hypocrites. If you are against violence, you are against violence. I don't care what the, what the race of the people is. I don't care if it's man versus woman. Because, see, I know some situations, some personal situations, very close to me, where men have woken up in the middle of the night to knives in their backs. And I don't mean because somebody was talking about this. I mean, they were being stabbed, and they had to be hospitalized for days. They almost lost their lives. Mm. This stuff is real. But here's the problem. We got a bunch of people walking around talking about how real they are. Guess what? Liars are real. The devil is real. So while we talk, oh, I'm real, I'm real, I'm real, guess what? Everything that's positive that's real, everything that's negative, it's the same thing. Yes, sir. Stop being a hypocrite. If you are against something, guess what? Be against it all the time. Don't pick and choose. Don't pick and choose. I tell my students all the time. People say, treat others how you want to be treated. Here's what I tell them. Think about the most precious person to you, or think about the most important person to you. For most people, they're going to say their mother. And if it's your mother, treat people how you would want them to treat your mother. You don't want... Somebody calling your mother out of her name? Guess what? Don't call other people out of their name. I had a boy today. I'm pretty sure what he was getting ready to say. He told some girl, uh, act, yeah, act like a lady. Don't act like a, but he didn't say the word. But he said, he made that sound. And I, and I grabbed him and I said, listen, don't say any words that you know I don't want to hear. And don't say any words in my class. Or make me think you're saying some words in my class. Don't do it up in here. That boy's uh-huh. face turned so red because I got up in his face. I don't play that. Uh-huh. But see, we have people who play it on occasion. There are women being beat every day. But no, see, nobody yes, cares because the man beating up on her he ain't a celebrity, so nobody cares. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And we got you two know, more we, cases coming, bro. Two more, two more NFL players are under that same scenario. I mean, and, and I think about this, uh, you know, it made me think about this whole Donald Sterling thing. When, when, when this TMZ video came out, all of a sudden, everybody jumped on it. Everybody uh-huh. hated Donald Sterling. And guess what? If you have a problem with it, then let's have a problem with it. But no, what happened? You had all of these players coming out, all of these people. Oh, he's been racist for over 30 years. Really? Because nobody ever said anything. About but all it took was one video, and the public jumped on it. And all of a sudden, yep, guess what? I'm going to jump on it too. Uh-huh. Now I got something to say. Yeah, he did this to me 10 years ago. Really, 10 years ago? 
You mad today because of something that happened 10 years ago? Huh. We're hypocrites and we're lying to ourselves. We're fooling ourselves. Fooling huh. ourselves. If you have a problem with it, then do something about it. I listened huh. to NCAA. I was so happy to see this today. And I'm sorry if you were not, but I was so happy to see that the NCAA, again, biggest crooks out there, I think, dropped the postseason ban on Penn State. I was so happy to see that. Because, number one, I don't think Penn State should have gotten the ban anyway. Because everyone who was punished because of this whole Jerry Sandusky thing, guess what? They had nothing to do with it. Jerry Sandusky mm-hmm. was gone. Joe Paterno was gone. The athletic director was gone. They got rid of the president. All of those people were gone. But who was punished? The new coach. The new players. All of them were punished. And see, the NCAA, those crooked people, this is what they do. Uh, they wait. They wait until these superstars are getting ready to leave for the NFL or the NBA. And then they come out, oh, their allegations, so-and-so didn't do, didn't do well on the SATs. Really, you just found that out? With all of these eligibility requirements, you just found that out? Because I remember several kids that I coached didn't make it because they didn't meet the criteria. But you you going to tell me you just found out? No. Remember, when this whole Penn State scandal broke, Penn State, oh, we're going we're gonna to find them $60 million. So that's what their football team brings in every fall. They only play like five or six home games a, 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 a fall. That's three months. $60 million in three months. Because yeah. we, can't, we can't say anything at those times because the, the NCAA gets paid off that money too. Yes, sir. So just like I just said, it all goes back to money. Yes, sir. We are getting the, – the, the NCAA gets paid off of this money. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We're not, we're not going to bust all of these kids. We're not going. We're not going to talk about these coaches. You look at John Calipari right now at, at the University of Kentucky. This man, school he's been at, has he has been sanctioned. Every school has gotten in trouble. Kentucky, Memphis, uh, with Derrick Rose, uh, uh, UMass when Marcus Campbell was there. Yet they, they still let this man coach. But they want to talk about integrity. They want to put these athletes on, on, on the news and embarrass them and talk about them. Oh, they cheated. They did this. They did that. But who let them cheat? Mm. Last year, we had this scandal that broke at University of North Carolina. For those of you who remember the show, we actually had a professor from the University of North Carolina on the show a few months ago. A half-page paper getting an A minus, and it was a term paper. Rashad McCants came out, and by the way, I think he's a cow for what he did, but he came out and said he was on the dean's list and he never went to class. Uh. Hypocrite. Uh. Hypocrite. Hello. We don't care until the public finds out. When the public uh-huh. finds out, oh, we're so sorry. Oh, let's jump on this bandwagon. Because the public finds out. All of a sudden, the commissioner, come, commissioner of the NFL comes out and says, oh, 
I made a mistake with this Ray Rice thing. No, you didn't. Because everybody gets due process. And when they first saw that video, they didn't, they didn't say anything about Ray Rice. We, we have to investigate. And after a month of investigation, oh, two-game suspension. Public gets mad. So he comes out, oh, I made a mistake. No, you didn't. You did exactly what you wanted to do. Uh, feel free, anybody, at any time, jump in here. <laughs> now the, this is what's coming into my mind is what you just said. And I know this is going to sound like a far stretch, but trust me, it's connected strongly. It, it's the lone gunman theory, right? You know, I'm, I'm not going to change the subject here, but we're like, well, only one guy shot JFK or only one guy got uh, shot Martin Luther King. No, it takes a hell of a lot of people to pull that stuff off. Mm-hmm. But we always want to point the finger because it's easier to just blame one person because when you blame one person, then it's just one individual acting. And they were crazy and they were nuts and, you know, we can just write them off. But if there's more than one person involved, well, then we have a situation on our hands, don't we? No, that, means really. people, that means two people conspired, right? Yep. And, and you know, really at a deep level. It doesn't even take two people to conspire. I can conspire with the devil. I can conspire with God, right? I can make a deal. I don't need another human being to make a deal, but you you get my drift, right? Uh It's easy to say it was the one crazy dude. And just look at history. It doesn't take a a big brain to do that. We all just go, well, you know, yeah, maybe it was just that one crazy dude. Because if we admit that it was something bigger than that, and, here, and here's what the system does. It's used this dirty word called conspiracy to make you feel guilty for even thinking about the possibility that more than two people got greedy. How, this is what society tells you. It shuts the conversation down in 99% of the population. How do I know this? Because I've had these conversations and I've had people try to shut it down. They just say that's a conspiracy theory. There's no logic, there's no thinking, there's no nothing. Everything goes out the window. And that's what society has taught you to think, people, that if more than one person was involved, you're a nut for even thinking so. Do you think one person conspired to crucify Jesus? Well, we all have been taught that it was one person who who betrayed him for some silver. It took more than one person to betray Jesus. Didn't it? I mean, come on, it's human behavior. I'm not saying that the scripture's not – that's not what I'm saying. One person doesn't just do stuff. They need help. Oh, yeah. They need help. Oh, yeah. I remember when the Penn State thing broke. I'm like, are you kidding me? This man has been an icon in football for decades, and we've suddenly discovered that this has been going on. No, it's been going on forever. A lot of people mm-hmm. have been keeping their mouths shut because the money's good. The money's good. And it gets back to this. I'm not trying to sound religious. We all have a price, don't we? In other words, what are you willing to do, and how much are you willing to command to do it? And it gets back to this, and this is a crazy example. I believe that at a certain level, all of us are capable of taking another human life, and I don't mean out of malice. It could be self-defense, or it could Mm -hmm. be malice. But those, are those who are willing to take life out of pure malice, there's a certain dollar amount that they're willing to entertain that idea at. Some would say, well, it'd have to be a million dollars. No, I don't think so. 
You've been watching too much TV. What, how much does your house pay off? What would it take to pay off your mortgage? I'm willing to bet that you might spend two minutes thinking about it if somebody said, I'll stroke you a check to make your mortgage go away. If you think about doing this, I'm not saying you would, but what I'm saying is, is we have all, all of us, myself included, and I teach about money. We've all prostituted ourselves to the idea and the illusion of money. Money is nothing more than this, energy and attention. So if we look and we go, where's the energy and the attention? Where does it seem to be flowing? And I don't mean that's really where it's flowing. I just mean it's where we're paying our – we're looking, we're seeing, and it, it appears to be flowing in this direction. Entertainment, uh-huh. sex, drugs, scandal, all these other things. That's where it appears to be flowing in the flesh, of course, but not too many people are standing up and talking about where the energy and the attention is flowing in the spirit. That's right. We've been trained. Mm-mm-mm. So if you say, you know, follow the money, we've all heard it. Nobody it doesn't take a genius. Follow the money. Where is the money going? That's how you uncover every scandal that's ever existed, all the way back to the man who portrayed Jesus for the silver. Just follow the money. You're always going to find the betrayal. It's human nature to go, wow, I can get this thing, this stuff, this feeling, this notoriety or whatever for a certain you know, dollar amount, and it is temporary. We all know this. It doesn't take a genius to know that, but the thing is, you know, when you're broke, and I believe no matter how much money we have in the bank when we're all drawing our last breath, financially and in, 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 in the flesh, we're all broke, right? But we don't have to be broken in spirit, do we? That's right. I mean, That's you know, right. doesn't mean I'm looking forward to dying. I'm not saying that. Well, Greg, you're not ready. You're not right. I didn't say that either. I haven't been there. I haven't faced death. I've been kind of close a couple of times because of some stupidity, but I haven't really unintentionally faced the Grim Reaper. And I don't quite know what my reaction would be. I'd like to think it would be slightly pleasant and slightly okay, but I don't know. I haven't been there yet. But the bottom line is that when you're there, when you get there, when we all get there, it doesn't matter how many people are in the room. When you're drawing your last breath, and this includes me, it doesn't matter what Mr. Rice did or whether he did or didn't hit his fiance. And it doesn't matter how much money Michael Jordan made last year. And it doesn't matter what Jerry Springer's talking about. All that matters is, have you got your shit straight with your creator? Uh. And you either do or you don't. And I don't mean that in a religious way. I don't care if you're a Buddhist, an atheist, or a Satanist. You've either got that straightened out or you don't. And the only reason I can say that and know that with conviction is because my mother was a prime example. She died of cancer. And I don't say that for effect. I simply mean she suffered for two years. And when she got to the, to the end, she was at peace. She took care of all that stuff way before it came up. And we, I don't think we all get to that point. I don't know. I don't know you, dear listener. I don't know any of the people on this panel personally. All I know is, is whatever you're paying attention to, man, 
it doesn't really mean a hell of freaking beans. When you're dying, or when, you, when you're dead, we all would like to think a thousand people are going to show up at our funeral, and they're not, by the way. Okay? But they're not going to be talking about the shoes you wore and the house you lived in. They're going to be talking about the type of person that you were and how you treated other people. That's all they're going to be talking about. Nothing else. I hate to burst your bubble. And they're not going to say, he read the scriptures 20 times a day. No, I don't care how holy you think you are. Me included. They're not going to be talking about that either. How many times you went to church and you got there every Wednesday and every Sunday? None of that. They're just going to talk about really your essence and who you really were as a human being deep inside, not on the surface. This has been a phenomenal show, and I can tell you it has turned out to be far greater than I ever imagined. Um, and all day long, I've been excited about this show. And, and by the way, we only have about 10 minutes left. And so um, I, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has tuned in. Please don't go anywhere because we have some very, very, very valuable information to give out before we, before we close. So please don't log off. If you are in the chat room, uh, please uh, dial Eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. Just in case we do run over. But what I would like to do in this very order, um, and we didn't even get to everything. And I and I said this when Tammy first started speaking because uh, I don't know what she's doing out there in the wilderness, but man, she came in on fire. And so that is always always appreciated. And um, but what I would like to do. Uh, because we've heard uh, from uh, Reverend Martin, we've also heard from Greg, we've also heard from Tammy and myself. So what I want to do is, in that order, I want to give everyone a couple of minutes to just go ahead and uh, give some closing remarks. Um, I know that you guys have uh, websites. I know that you guys uh, uh, may have books out there. You may have blogs. Uh, Any information um, that you want to give to the people, Go ahead and do that um, as we close out the show, and I'll give the uh, the final remarks. Uh, Reverend Martin, we'll go ahead and start with you. Yes, sir, real quick. Uh, certainly, I uh, just posted uh, my third book, Stop Killing Me, Black Man, as an e-book uh, that's on Amazon.com. You certainly can get that as an $8 value. I'm very honored and proud about that, and many other books are coming forth, but I'll leave that one there. And you certainly can go on my blog, the Kingdom Culture blog dot wordpress dot com, and get a lot of the information uh, from where I'm at, what I'm doing, and things of that nature. But I want to say this: know your position in Christ. If you don't know anything else, know your position in Christ. Because if you don't know your position in Christ, and you certainly don't know your position in life. And I'll leave it there. And I thank you, my brother, for having me on. And I'm. Looking forward to the next show. And and Reverend Martin, for those of you listening, uh, Reverend Martin will be all with us within the next few weeks um, talking about uh, his up-and-coming book, uh, Stop Killing Me, Black Man. So please, please, please uh, tune into the show in the next few weeks. Uh, Greg, go ahead. Uh, the only thing I would end is, and this came to me personally many years ago. I had a moment with God when I thought I had a revelation about my uncle James. 
and I quickly came to the, to the realization that there is no revelation about another human being. There's only a revelation about you. There's only a revelation about me. If I'm not convicted about me, there is no conviction. So I think we need to spend a lot more, a lot less time talking about what other people are doing who have seemingly have more money and prosperity and more attention and more fame and spending a lot more time being convicted. And I don't mean that in a religious way, just simply creating a dialogue between ourselves and God. And the more we do that, whether we use the scripture or we don't, and I'm not saying don't use the scripture, you use what works for you. If we spend more time doing that and really not asking questions and not making a request and doing nothing but listening to the silence, I think so many things will be revealed to us that we won't even be able to handle the outpouring of the knowledge. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And also, Greg will be on with us in the next few weeks. So, Greg, please don't forget to uh, email me uh, or call me. Uh, try to call me tomorrow, and uh, let's go ahead and set this up. Uh, uh, that was very powerful. And last but definitely not least, we will have the regular host of the Butterfly Evolution show who uh, in all of her wisdom, I don't know what Cause her to do this. I'm just kidding. Uh, Tammy Gator, <laughs> who has allowed me to uh, take over in her absence. Uh, go ahead, Miss uh, Tammy Gator. You know, Rodney, that alone speaks volumes for you because, as you've heard me say, Butterfly Evolution Radio Show is my baby, and it has been such. Um, it has played, played such a part in my growth because I started this show thinking I'm going to help people, not knowing that I was the one needed to needed the help. Um, and so the many topics that came up helped me to grow and to learn, but also to realize that I was not where I thought I was. Um, if I had met my creator, I don't feel at this point, looking back, he would not have been so pleased with me. So... I want to end with Matthew 7 and 5 that talks about taking, um, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And we're not seeing clearly today. We're not seeing, you may be trying to take that speck out of your brother's eye, but you're not seeing clearly because there's so many things that we need to look upon in ourselves and correct. And that brings me to, I, I wanted to share, I'd rather see the I'd rather see a sermon, one of my favorite, favorite poems of today. I'm going to read that very quickly, and it's by Edgar, Edgar Guest. It goes, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one should walk with me than merely tell the way. The eyes a better pupil, any more willing than the ear. Fine counsel is confusing, but examples always clear. And the best of all preachers are the men who live their creeds, for to see good put in action is what everybody needs. I soon can learn to do it if you will let me see it done. I can watch your hands in action, but your tongue too fast may run. And the lecture you deliver may, may be very wise and true but I'd rather get my lessons by observing what you do. For I might misunderstand you and the high advice you give, 
but there is no misunderstanding how you act and how you live. And that's what I'll end with. Wow. Man, <laughs> you all have really blessed me tonight. Um, I'm going to end with this. Um, first of all, let me give a shout-out to the beautiful and one of just my biggest supporters. In fact, I have two of, two of my biggest supporters uh, on the line tonight, and, and, and I want to um, acknowledge both of them. And uh, Tamaria, who is who is more than just my girlfriend, but who is just um, someone who I, I consider to be uh, the model young woman, um, someone who is who is honest, someone who is is loyal, someone who is generous, someone who is kind, someone who just will give you her heart, um, who's out of town working, but found the time, found a way to tune into tonight's show, uh, who has always supported me. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, and then to my, my, my big sister, Lisa Steve, uh, who has had my back ever since I met her uh, about six years ago, um, I, and I remember me and my ignorant self um, getting, smart, getting smart with her <laughs> uh, when she was trying to help me get back home uh, three hours away to Norfolk, Virginia. But uh, as always, at my back, we shared many laughs. We, we just had each other's backs. And so um, I thank God for those two women. Um, a special thanks to Tammy for allowing me to, to do this show with her um, and even without her in her absence, um, that just means so much to me uh, because I know how special this show is to you. I know how much this show means to you. Um, so for just allowing me to um, to be able to be a part of Butterfly Evolution, um, it, it, it just means the world to me. Um, and I'll leave this with all of you uh, listening to the show today. None of us have the right to judge anyone. We don't have the authority to put anyone in prison. We don't have the authority to put anyone in hell. We all stand on a regular basis. Be that person who lives the life that you want to see others live. Don't be that person who talks about one thing, but yet you do another. Don't frown on, don't, don't frown on people because you never know the whole story. And I'll tell you what my former pastor used to tell us all the time. What you see is not what's real. It's what you don't see. That's what's real. This has been Rodney Jordan filling in for Tammy Gator. Again, if you have not had a chance to already, please take a look at my books, Tired of Being Black and From the Heart of a Teacher. We'll be right back here with you next Monday. 
on the Butterfly Evolution Show, and we hope that you'll join us. We're going to end with the song that we always end with each and every Monday. Good night, everyone, and have a blessed one.
Strong 